This was one of the very first interviews I recorded for Mint Arrow Messages almost a year ago when I was still pregnant with Millie, and I recorded it with one of my all-time favorites, Nicole Walters. Nicole is an incredible entrepreneur who quit her full-time six-figure corporate job in front of 10,000 people on a live stream to pursue her dream of teaching others how to be profitable in their online business. Since then, she's built a million-dollar business, fostered and then adopted three beautiful girls who she calls her tinies, and now has a podcast of her own called the Nicole Walters Podcast. You can find her at NicoleWalters.com or join her community of rich friends, as she calls them, at Facebook.com slash Monetize Thyself. In this episode, you'll hear a heartfelt conversation between Nicole and me about how she became a mom almost overnight when she least expected it and how she gives glory to God in her work openly and publicly, and how she feels that's been a blessing in her life. So today I'm so excited because I am the biggest fangirl of Nicole, and I get to have Nicole Walters on my podcast today, Mint Arrow Messages. I'm so excited to have you here, Nicole. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be a blast, and God bless you for being here with with the baby Making it happen. That's right. <laughs> That's right. She's just cooking in there. She's just hoping in this stay in just at least for this morning while we have this interview. So <laughs> I love that. That is such a mom mode thing to say. Yes. I need you to be good for five minutes. Can you give me five minutes? <laughs> just stay in there. Just behave. Yes. So Nicole, let's set up first of all, like why I'm such a fangirl of you and all of your work. I found you on Periscope back when Periscope was like a brand new thing and everyone was jumping on. Mm -hmm. And I heard you talking and I was like, who is this girl? And how can I drink more of her Kool-Aid? She is amazing. (laughs) And Nicole, you run a multi-million dollar business now and you've built it from nothing. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we've known each other now for years and it's been interesting because we've both grown our businesses around the same time. I mean, you were already blogging just like I was and on the internet and getting out there, but, um, it's just amazing to see what God can do when you really dive deep and answer his call. So I I consider myself very blessed to do that. But, uh, when I first started, I was a blogger and, um, I was working my nine to five job. So I was helping businesses scale, uh, within corporate. So I worked for fortune 500 and I scaled my division from 2 million to 200 million. So after doing that, what happened, and I think you, uh, relate to this a lot is that all my blogger friends were kind of like, how are you even making money? And how are you working with brands? And like, what's all this stuff? Because there are tons of people who just don't understand all the tools to make it actually happen. Right. So I was helping them. I was like, yeah, no, of course. Well, first I did this and then I did this. And it just obviously was very organic and natural to me because I've been doing it for years, you know, on a corporate level. And, um, that was when I was like, oh, there's no real space for this. Like people need corporate strategies and they need to understand that there's a formula to building business, you know, like a corporation. And I can actually help everyday entrepreneurs do this as well. And, um, as I started sort of leaning into this, um, this God tug, if you will, where he was kind of saying, come over here, stand over here. It's pretty cool. I'm over here. You know, when I was kind of leading into that, that was when I, um, everything just started to fall into place. And that was how we met. Uh, when I launched my wildly popular Academy called one K one day Academy. And, um, and that was sort of the beginning of, of our awesome friendship. And, um, and it's been cool to see sort of how things have progressed since then. It's, it's just amazing. It really is. It's just 
blown me away how much you've grown and how many people you've helped, you know, be able to, I just have watched so many of my friends too blossom because of your advice and your help. It's really, really such a cool thing to see. Um, it's because you're hard workers, hardworking mommies. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's something about a mom that gets there behind is. a computer screen. Um, mm-hmm. So tell me, let's establish where this amazing faith of yours came from. Like, did you grow sure. up with this? Is this something your parents taught you? Did you find it as an adult? Where did this come from? So I, I think this is going to be very encouraging to a lot of the listeners who are moms. Um, my dad, not really like a faith guy. He was actually kind of the person who sort of sneered at it. Like, and, and what that means for him internally, what that means for his journey. You know, I know there are a lot of people who hear like, oh, well, I grew up with a pastor dad, or I grew up with a dad who was the head of the household and was very Christ driven and all that. Like I didn't, you know, I had a dad who literally was like, churches for fools, you know, like that was his, that's, was his personal journey. Like, you know, and it's, it's heartbreaking because I know what Christ has done for my life, you know, and I know what Christ has done for his life, whether or not he knows that. But, um, you know, I didn't grow up in a household like that. Now on the other side though, and this is how God works, right? My mom is like, super Christian. Like she's the person that when you put out a testimony and you're like, mommy, let me tell you what God did today. Right. My mom, she's so about her face. She looks at me and she's like, of course, like you can't even surprise her. It's the most unfun thing in the world because like whenever I tell her stuff, she's just so rooted in her belief that she will literally look at me and be like, well, what did you think he would do? <laughs> right. He did that. Or she'll, or, you know, then like when she's really in, in her mode, she'll say, oh, well, that's just the beginning. You, like, you think that's big? Oh, he, he operates bigger than that. Like, I mean, she has always had the mindset of understanding exactly how big our God is and like what he can do. And, um, and she's never been bashful about it. I mean, it's just, it's just how she speaks. It's in, in, it's entrenched in her actions and growing up in a household with that. I can't say that I, you know, we all, I think a lot of us go through, if not going through it now, faith journeys, faith struggles, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like up and down and growing up, I, I didn't get it, you know, and it wasn't until I got older I became a mom. I was in a marriage. Just really the things that force you to sort of define who you are and your imprint on the world that I really started taking a closer stance saying, not only am I a Christian inside and personally, I'm a Christian outside and externally. And everyone needs to know where I stand because that is my relationship, my belief. And I want it to be very, very clear. Um, because I think it's a respectful thing to do. Right. It's not, it's not just like an extra thing about your life. It's everything. It's everything. It's just, it's just people need to understand how I make my decisions the same way that I explain it on a business level that I'm making decisions based on the numbers and profit and loss statements and all those fancy business things. Well, I want people to also know that I make my personal decisions based on biblical text on the word on Christ and, um, and on prayer and using good discernment. So, um, when people know that about me, I think that it, honestly, it's like a shortcut, right? Like, you know, you know where I stand on things and it isn't really a question anymore, you know, it's just kind of as easy, you know, that's so powerful. It's so amazing to hear you say that. So tell me, so you brought up like becoming a mom was a big game changer for you in this faith journey. I would love to hear, I've, I feel like I've followed your journey with the Tinies and seen yeah. how amazing that has been for you to be this incredible influence in their life. And I 
was there crying when you finalized that adoption with them? Yeah, I see babies. So how did that even, I feel like at one point I heard you say you were not planning on having children. Is that right? Isn't God funny? You know how we tell, you know how we tell him stuff and then he's like, you're so adorable. <laughs> you're going to do what I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> the thing. So yeah, sure enough, I, um, said to my, like my husband, we sat down and we were saying to ourselves, you know what? Um, we don't know. We always had the call on our heart that we were meant to raise many children. We just didn't know if it was necessarily going to be our children. That was something that we were all, we were just trying to figure out. And, um, and we, we just said like, Oh, maybe later, maybe later, maybe later, you know, we want to get established. We want to make sure our finances are right, you know, cause having a debt-free home was important to us and, you know, all these things. And, Sure enough. And I don't know if you've ever heard the whole story, Corinne, but um, because I don't really tell it all the time. It's not something I really am extremely vocal about how I got my girls because it's their story. But just the high level of it was we were headed out to uh, to get dessert after dinner because um, we're, we're cheesy like that. We've been married for at that point, almost seven, no, six years. And it. so we were headed all out about to get dessert. <laughs> I know all about dessert, right? I know. I'm talking to a pregnant woman right now about dessert, like yes. in the morning. What am I yes. doing? <laughs> You're like, I'm all about dessert. Did you just say is dessert? It too early? <laughs> it's 7.15. I know. You're like, this is the only thing I care about right now. <laughs> like, oh, Where's the ice cream? Oh, man. So we were headed out to get dessert after dinner, and um, we were headed, which it's amazing how God works. Says none of this makes sense. It was like 9 p.m. The place we're on a Sunday. The place we're going to was closed. But for some reason, I was like, "Let's go." And so we went there, and we saw this woman, and she was standing on the corner. And I saw like a little bouncing, you know, smaller being near her feet. And at first, I thought it was a dog. And I actually had like that was the first thing that caught my eye. And I actually have a little rule of thumb, and my husband hates it, where if I ever see a stray dog, I have to get out and try to help them. And that's just kind of like Aww. how it is. It's just, a, it's just a thing. So, um, so I'm like, Oh, we have to pull over. And then we get closer and I see it's actually a child. And so it was like 1030 at night on a cold October evening. And, um, by the time we'd gotten to the dessert place, so it was like 10 at night. It was just cold. And it was late. And I just remember thinking to myself, it's like way too late for someone to be out with like a two year old, you know, just right. this is adding up, you know? Right. So, so I say to my husband, I'm like, we need to pull over. And I will tell you, God bless my sweet husband. God sends you who you need because, yes. oh my goodness. I mean, we all have husbands that I know put up with our antics sometimes and our little quirks, you know? Yes. I just, to this day, I'm just so grateful for him because I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm like, who does that? Who's just like, oh, let's pull over at 10 o'clock at night and talk to strangers. Like, and he lets me, like, God bless him. He lets me. So we go back and I'm chatting with them. Like, hey, what's going on? You know, tell me a little more. Maybe I can get you guys something to eat. So we pile in the car and we go to Subway because the only thing that was open. And when we get to the Subway, I start asking a little bit more about them and saying, hey, can you guys tell me, you know, what's going on? And she's like, I have two more girls at home and things are really hard right now. And oh, my gosh. Some government assistance. And, you know, um, she was just like, and just we don't have enough. And I said, okay, well, let's buy all the food right now. And I'll I'll give you guys a ride back home because it's kind of late. So they pile back in the car and we take them back home. And sorry, (laughs) I don't know if I'll ever get used to it. It's just... So I, um, I'll never forget. She opens the door and she's like, uh, she says my two girls names. They kind of come out from the back room. And when they come out from the back room, their faces, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but if you've ever seen people that are 
I guess wilted flowers is probably the best way to describe mm-hmm. it. Just their heads were kind of hung low. They were hungry. They weren't smiling. They didn't really make eye contact. And um, the mother's like, tell the nice lady who got us food, you know, thank you. And they're like, thank you, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I just say to them, I'm like, well, what do you guys need right now? Which is so powerful. And it's something that um, when I look back on it is a common prayer for me, you know, just kind of like, I don't know what I need right now, but just help me with whatever I need, you know, like, right, and, right. because God, just fill in the gap, stand in the gap for me, help me with whatever I need. Cause I don't necessarily know what to pray for. I'm trying to be good about releasing, asking for specific things, you know, and getting what I actually need. So, um, I asked them what they needed and they said food. It was really simple. They were just like groceries, oh you know, we need food. And I was like, I can do that, you know, like, and that's, yeah, that's something yeah. I can say yes to. And so we get back in the car and I told him I'll be back the next day with groceries. So we get back in the car and I tell my husband, and this was the turning point. I said to him, once we, right now, once we get in, we can't ever leave. That's that much. I know. I don't know what it's going to look like. I know that if we start, we can't stop. So here's our opportunity. If you want to drive away for good, we can drive away for good. But if I come back, I can't ever leave. Wow. And that is the promise that I made to my girls. And to this day, I haven't left. And it's it's so powerful, especially for kids who come from difficult situations, foster situations, things like that. They have people come and go all the time. Nothing is stable. And right. if you're going in, you have to stay because that's the greatest gift you can give them is that structure and stability. And um, so basically that's what happened. I brought back groceries and then I started mentoring them. That was kind of, you know, come over and I'll do homework with you and you can use my Wi-Fi and let's, I'll take you to activities and, you know, things like that. And the youngest one, it was really, their mother um, faced heavy addiction issues. She's HIV positive. She's in and out of jail, things like that. So, you know, she, she was in and out disappearing and things of that sort. So eventually the girls were just staying with us. And then we found out she was going to jail for a year. And so after um, we found out she was going to jail for a year, she said, I asked what was going to happen to the girls, you know, what's going to happen. Right. She said she would take them. And then, um, and this was maybe a month after knowing them. So um, my husband being an attorney was like, well, we could probably draft up some papers really quickly that don't need to get notarized. Just kind of giving us ability to like go to their school, take them to the doctor, things like that. So we did that. And in a month we had three girls oh, at that gosh. point, ages just turned three, 12 and 15. And what, so um, what year was this? This was in 2014, late 2014. Okay. And at this time, what does your career look like too? Cause it's not like you're sitting around knitting. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I am working a, um, I'm working a nine to five job. I'm a senior executive for a fortune 500 company. One of the top health insurers in the United States. I'm building a division. I'd been there for about two years. Uh, you know, I have a six figure salary, but it's, it comes with a lot of travel. I traveled probably twice a month for every two weeks or for about, you know, a week, twice a month. And, um, my husband's an attorney. I mean, like we had a whole life, you know what I right. mean? Like a whole life planned and we were, you know, living our best lives and coursing through. And also I was at this point, 27. So I certainly wasn't trying to be a parent to a 15 year old, you know right. what I mean? Like I just didn't, I couldn't even. Oh my goodness. 
I couldn't even, but I went to, I mean, God prepares you. Listen, here's the thing. Like this story is heavy sounding, but understand that looking back on it, I had everything I needed and God gives you all the things you need in advance, you know? So I like, there were, he was preparing me to be these girls mother back when I was just 14. I went to boarding school. So I lived, I grew up in a home with 12 girls. So I mean, like for me to be able to, you know, prepare meal, mass meals for people and know how to do chores and structures and schedules. Like I got that, you know, like I had that skill packed into me already. And uh, to, you know, know how to fall on my knees and pray when I need it because things get heavy. I was ready with that. You know, Uh, when he was picking my husband for me to bring him to, you know, to our world, he picked a man who's a lawyer because he was able to write that paperwork real time within a month before this woman went to jail in a week. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I thought that too, when you shared that part, like that, that was no coincidence that your husband was, was was totally prepared to drop. Yeah. Everything was ready. You know, having us pay off all of our debt. I mean, we even, when we got married, bought a home with, you know, room for a family because we were like, we bought a single family home right out of the gate because we were like, Oh yeah, you know, we'll, we'll probably start a family. And then we were like, ah, we'll just have the house. I mean, like God, <laughs> you know, like God literally had, had us prepared for these kids. We just didn't know it, you know, like the neighborhood we moved in the block that we lived on. I mean, these kids had been living in the Baltimore area for three years maybe a few blocks from our house. So, I mean, I've been seeing them coming and going and didn't know they were my children, you know? So it's, um, it was a beautiful thing. So long story short, you know, we, we came into custody, their mother got out of jail and it just kind of made sense for them to stay with us. And, um, and then they became part of our lives. And before we knew it, we went from, um, Midicole, which is like how our little one used to say Miss Nicole, cause she didn't understand it. And Mitter Josh, the Mitter, uh, Mr. Josh to mom and dad. And um, fast forward four years, uh, we have one in college, our 19 year old, she just she turns 19 in August in college. We have our now 16 year old, who's a uh, 4.0 student consistently. And then we have a six year old who's thriving and doing wonderful and uh, getting ready to start private school because she's so gifted. even imagine when you talk about these girls being like a wilted flower when you first met them because they are so vibrant and so alive and happy when you see them on camera with you Mm -hmm. and that's how they are in like in real true life I mean and it's honestly how most of us are it's amazing how heavy our circumstances can be and how that pressure can actually cause us to bend and that is the truth about what these girls, because I say it all the time. I mean, people are like, oh my gosh, you did this for your girls. If I can't even quantify into words what a blessing it is to me to have examples of God's faithfulness, of resilience, of strength within my home. Like when I look at them, I, I literally get to live with love and hold miracles every single day. And for me, that is like, I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. And I can only imagine what it must've been like to be one of Christ's disciples and get to like, listen to him actually, and walk around every day and not have to fight that faith battle because he's in front of you. You know, like I can only imagine what yeah. that's like, you know, but I, this feels like that type of gift. I cannot deny what he can do when I have these girls in front of me. I mean, without it, like, it's just, there's literally no way that anyone could ever shake that because they are a living, breathing example of his consistency. And the fact that if he can do, if he can, like, I mean, just think about this perspective wise, if he can 
pull these girls out of a home that wasn't safe and stable for them and pro- and move them into a million dollar house within four years. Why do you think that you can't have a six figure business? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. Like, well, like, I mean, all of it seems kind of silly, right? Why do you, th- why do you worry about whether or not your rent's going to get paid or if you're going to have food? I mean, not like the, we shouldn't be good stewards of the things that we have, but all that stuff seems kind of foolish. Like today, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the the cave rescue of the twelve boys from in Thailand. I don't know if you heard about that. There were twelve I boys. Haven't. I'm. We're terrible about watching the news. I oh, well, you also it. have. You're also on baby cooking. So I mean, that's like a full time job right there. But there are these twelve boys, a soccer team that got trapped in a cave in Thailand, and they've been in this cave for twelve for two weeks. No one even knew that they were there. And um, the cave like flooded out. They were reduced oxygen. I mean, it's literally twelve boys and a soccer coach, and they're all ages eleven to 16, just babies. And they were found randomly, not so random, but by some random divers that just happened to go look in this cave and saw 13 people sitting on a ledge, like trapped by water. None of them know how to swim. They've been in this cave for two weeks. And it was basically said that getting them out was like a slim to none chance. This morning, the very last one was taken out, including the coach, every single one survived. And, um, And literally one of the expert divers that went down to go save them died in transit because because the dive was so perilous and yet we all 12 of them got out and I mean when I hear things like that we hear about these things that are nothing short of miracles but understanding that like if God is out here doing these type of things what on earth makes us think he can't handle the small teeny tiny things that happen putting gas in our car making sure our kids are okay helping them with their medical issues paying our bills like these are nothing these are nothings it's like when your kid cries over tying their shoes like it'll get solved (laughs) you know what I mean right it might not be easy, but it'll get figured out, you know, and you can figure so it out. True. Okay. Yeah. So I want to ask you with that in mind, the correlation between, because, and maybe you believe differently than I do, but I believe sure. that when we show God that we're willing to do his will and, oh yeah, okay, I'm willing to take these girls, then he can bless us so much more. Oh so girl. Yes. Tell me the correlation between, it sounds like about that time of your life was when things started to shift to with your mm-hmm. business and your career. So Where do you feel like that? I mean, I want to hear about were there times where you were like, how can I quit my job? Now I've got these children and where did you feel like you were led and guided? And I just want to hear about that a little bit. Yes. Yes. So, uh, so surrender is required, right? We have to surrender and that's a real thing. And, uh, we have to be obedient and you better believe that I was dealing with around this time. I already was planning on quitting my job. So I will, I will be the first to say that, yes, I sound like I'm all compliant and I listen and all that. Yeah, right. I'm still human. I argue with God, like a stubborn teenager, you know what I mean? Like, why are you having me do this? It's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And and like, and I'll argue with him and say like, but you told me that if, if I did this, this, and this, that this, this, and this would happen. So what the heck, you know, like I have my moments too. And it's, it's embarrassing to say that I have those moments, but you know, I'm still human and I'm working on it. And thankfully, like, you know, just like any other parent, he still loves me. And I absolutely had that moment after I got my girls, I already had a game plan that I was going to go full time on my blogging business. That was what I thought I was going to do. But once I got my girls, I, it became very clear that that wasn't going to be enough for me that, you know, I needed to come up with college savings funds. I needed to be able to pay, you know, for three kids out of nowhere. You know, I mean, it was, we needed to buy a bigger home, you know, like, I mean, it just, we need a new school district. I mean, all these things that went from non-existent to pressing immediate need, plus also things like 
medical care because their mother handed them over to us. It wasn't like a government state sponsored anything. So we were paying for everything out of pocket. So, I mean, like we had to take care of all of those things on site. So it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Now, I will tell you very clearly, and people can think I'm totally crazy, whatever. But, when, you know, I prayed on it, and God made very clear to me. He said to me, you will always be provided for. Wow. Now, he didn't tell me the how. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's the part that we're constantly, like, going back and forth on, you know? But right. he say to me that I would always be provided for, and that was the thing I had to trust and hold on to. And to this day, you know, it is my testimony. It is the truth that I have never wanted for anything. I've always been provided for in excess, you know, more than I need enough to give away, you know, so, so that is the truth. But um, definitely, I, I mean, when it came time to start my business, I was like, this seems, God, counterintuitive right. to what you are telling me. Right. Because I have a job right now that pays me six figures and this is enough for us to do just fine. It'll be tight and I'll be uncomfortable. Um, the biggest issue was time because my little one, and you understand this, but I didn't know this because new to parenting in the middle of parenting, but my three-year-old needed me all the time for like three years before she could even start school really. So it was like, and and because of her previous situation, it wasn't like a just put her into daycare type of thing because she needed like interaction with, with, with parents, you know, she needed needed education, you know, because she'd just been like watching TV and eating ramen noodles for years, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. these are things that I had to catch her up on and then needed to be mom time. So I was literally saying to myself, how am I going to be home? Because I'm traveling. I mean, I got to the point where I was like irritated if my boss was asking me to do something because all I wanted to do was be at home with my babies to just get them where they needed to be. Like it's, it was the most important thing. It was all I needed to be doing. And I built this whole career. So it was like, even though the money was good, I was like, God, I, I have to, I have to keep this money, but I, I, I need the time. And at this point I'm going to be obedient. I'm just going to quit. I'm going to dive all the way in and doing this thing full time where I'm helping other people build their business because I'm seeing change happen for them. I'm seeing financial results because of it. But I also recognize that in the humanly earthly way, this math doesn't add up, but I'm just, I know that you're going to do the thing you do. So I'm just going to go for it, but I'm not kidding. I am scared. I am terrified. And if this doesn't work, it's not just me. It's these babies, you know, like I have to make sure, you know, like I can't leave, you know, that's the thing that I, um, I can't leave. So, um, so I mean, I quit, I quit my job live online in front of 10,000 people and I stepped into my purpose and I hired myself and I said, I'm going to give this thing a year. I'm going to try because if I can give this thing a year and give it my all, at least for that year, my kids will be better off because I'll be present. And at least for that year, maybe just maybe I'll get what I need to be able to get them ahead. And, um, and God did that and 10 times more like he always does. So So your goal was one year. I didn't know that. It was one year. I was like, if I've given my company 10, can't I give myself one? You know, (laughs) like if I give myself one, because also that's the other thing about sort of entrepreneurship, business building, that great idea. If you don't go and answer whatever God's put on your heart, it's going to bug you forever until you answer that call. It's not going anywhere. So I would rather give it a shot and see it through so that I can at least silence the noise. Because if it didn't work, at least I can be like, okay, go back to corporate and just go all in, give that your thing, you know, but 
First Peter 4.10 says that we've all been given a unique gift to us specifically that is our calling. And we have to be good stewards of that gift specifically to serve others because it's the greatest way to glorify God. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what that's the point of it. And so it's, um, you know, for me, my ability to understand business and translate it to everyday people, my ability to like be funny and entertaining while I teach it, like that unique set of gifts is like, it's, it's rare. And uh, it's not for me to just use It's not for me to use for corporate where people can't see it. You know, it's for me to give to everyday people so that they can grow and thrive and also be stewards and examples of of what God can do. So that's what I get to do every single day. And man, it is fun, fun, fun. It's so cool. It really, you really do have such a gift, but I also am just, I just want you to know I'm listening to this, just feeling like. I just feel the spirit. I'm like, this is so amazing. Amen. Thank you. I'm so blessed. Listen, it is, it is literally like, it's been a journey and I make no mistake. I have my faith moments too. Like I, I will cry. I will freak out. Like my, um, we just all to do. be honest, yeah. yeah, we all do. You know what I mean? Like my kids are, are challenging. You know what I mean? Like I have a 16 year old who is 16, you know, <laughs> yes, very 16, very 16, you know, who's like, I love this boy band and I love it. And I want to wear this. Like she's very 16. I have a six year old who, because her sisters are like the huge age gap, like she thinks she's 16. So yes. she's like, I can't, I go to the mall. And I'm like, you're six. You know I mean? like, Why can't I go to Justin Bieber concert by myself? Right. You're yeah. six. You know what I mean? Like these are things, you know? And like, and then I've got a 19 year old who's like, Oh, you think I'm 19, but I'm a full adult, even though you pay all my bills and for all my things, you know? So I'm a grown up. I want to do what I want. I know better than you do, even though you knew before. Like, I mean, it's just real life. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm battling that all the time. I still deal with mom guilt, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm off working. You know, I need to be with my kids all the time or, oh, I fed them a meal from Costco. Why didn't I cook (laughs) something myself? (laughs) Like I have my moments, you know, but, um, you know, they have me crying in my car too some days where I'm like, I just, I can't, you know, but the blessings always way, 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 way outsize the challenges. And I'm grateful for that. Isn't that the truth? Wow. True. So true. Okay. I want to hear a little bit about talking about God in your business, because mm. that's something that I've admired so much about you. And I feel like that's something that we have in common that not a lot of people are willing to do anymore. So is that something that you've done from day one of running 1K one day and, um, or is that something that you kind of had a moment where you were like, this is something I need to talk about or tell me about that? So I'll tell you the truth about it. So the first thing was that one of the things that was kind of part of my prayer was like, I said, like, God, like, listen, if this whole thing is working out, I promise I will never, ever shy away from like, I'm, I will let people know I will give credit where it is due. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. if this whole thing works out, I will never, ever shy away. So there is there are two feelings that I get whenever I mention God or whenever I start to talk about it. And I don't know if other Christians feel this as well. Um, but the first feeling I get is, oh, boy, I'm about to be judged. This uh-huh. is weird. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is awkward. Um, this is going to turn off people. Some people are going to think I'm weird. Like, I get all of those feelings. Um, I also get the, I'm going to be judged. Like, now people are going to know I'm a Christian. So they're going to look at everything I do and scrutinize it and say, that's not Christian enough. You know, right. like, so I get all of those feelings whenever I speak out about the Lord in any way, shape or form. Like, just, it, it, it does not go away. It has not gone away. It's just, it's just a feeling I get automatically. Then immediately after, the next feeling I get is, if you don't speak your truth, you're not honoring 
all he's done for you. Yes. And you should be more scared of that. <laughs> and like instantly after, right? And and then I keep and then I open my mouth and I keep doing it, you know? And I will tell you, it's not easy and it does make me kind of weird if in in some ways, I guess. You know, but I in the beginning I didn't I didn't even know it was weird because it was just like how it's kind of like with my mom. It's just kind of how it is. You know, like I can't, it's a truth. Like the sky is blue and grass is green. Like it's what it is, you know? Right. And, and it's something that I believe so wholeheartedly that I don't know how to, to use a double negative. I don't know how to not, you know, like it's just what it is. Yes. But I will say as someone who's growing in my faith, as someone who is, who has made mistakes and is flawed and isn't perfect and hasn't always been vocal about my faith, there is the part of me that feels like, man, like, you know, is this good enough? Or are you faking the funk or whatever? But you know, it's just like working out. Like you don't show up with muscles at the gym. You have to keep lifting weight to get stronger. So it doesn't make you a fraud for going into the gym and lifting weights, even though you don't already have muscles. Like that's how you get them, you right. know? So you get stronger in your faith, the more you talk about it. And if it is who you are and it is what you do, and it's at least what you're trying to become, then it helps you to continue engaging in the actions that will help strengthen that. And that's, that's what I try to do every day. Um, and I, and I want people to understand that it's safe to be who you are, like whatever that is, yes. you know, whatever it is, it's safe to be who you are because, um, you don't want to be anything else. It's too hard. It's just too hard. Yeah. And it, it is really hard. And I've gone through that too, where I had, I had more of like a turning point where I had an aha moment where I was like, if I am going to say that God is the most important thing in my life, I can't hide this. I can't be afraid mm-hmm. of showing people mm-hmm. or kind of ashamed of it or worried that people will reject me if they find out it's it's not consistent with who I say I am and who what I say is the most important thing to me if I'm going to hide that very most important thing that's right so and it's your truth I mean it's just what it is like here's the thing Jesus is sneaky right like there's no hide there's no hiding them you know what I mean like so it's one of those things where it's like if if I'm posting a picture of my family at dinner and we're bowing our head with grace boop there goes some Jesus you know what I mean didn't sorry you know what I mean? like it's just one of those things I don't know how to um to not do it I mean one of my um one of the people I've worked with and that I've you know done keynotes with and I've, I've done a lot of stuff with their organization Dave Ramsey his um one of the things Love that him. was shared with me, yeah, he's great. One of the things that I've shared, he shared with me is that like he gets booked to do things all the time. And um, one of the things that's pretty well known is that like he is a Christian and he's vocal about his faith and that's never, ever going to waver. Like that's, that is how he runs his business. And mm-hmm. with him, if he ever gets booked for something and they're like, oh yeah, you know, just avoid talking about God because it's awkward because it's corporate or whatever. Like, he's like, listen, like you might as well just not book me because I don't know how to not. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's like his stance on it. And in all the work that I've done with their organization, you know, the chats that I've had with Dave and stuff like that has truly been the, one of the greatest gifts he's given to me as an example is just like, you can build a billion dollar business and be vocal about your faith. Don't let anyone tell you you can, you know, like that's it, like you absolutely can. And, um, and you don't want the type of business that isn't aligned with who you really are and what you actually believe. And that, that, that is a statement that goes out to anyone who believes anything. Like if you are a mom who is a firm believer in breastfeeding, well, guess what? Like you don't want the type of business where you have to lie or change or not be that person because it isn't an integrity and it will bother you, you know? So like whatever your stance is, you have to be honest with that. And uh, Dave has been like a living, breathing example of somebody who's been bold about his faith and has taken a lot of criticism for it, you know, in both places. But, you know, you can be bold, you can be tolerant, you can be respectful all at the same time. (laughs) We're not, we're we're, we're a lot of different things as people. So that's what I try to do. Um, 
I'm a big believer that Christ is welcoming and loving and tolerant. And, um, and I try to be that as well, you know, so I let people know my community is, you know, welcoming and open to all. It's just that when you hear me talk about God, I'm showing you what I believe to be true. What you decide to do with that is entirely up to you because I do believe you have to choose him, you know, but, but you'll never see me waver. This is where I am. So, and people respect that. They like to know you answer to something higher than the dollar. They really do respect it. That's so inspiring. And it, I feel like too, when you watch someone like Dave Ramsey and you see, okay, because I go through that too, where every time I'm about to post something religious, I have that little weird moment of hesitation. Mm -hmm. But then I just, it's just like what you say, like, do I fear God more than man? And I, and also like, how can I look at all the blessings that we have? And I really feel like, you know, we just moved into a new house. I know you just moved into a new house. Like, when we moved into this house, I, my post was about, you know, this was not something that I did on my own. This is, you know, if there's anything I've learned from reading scriptures, it's that all of my blessings come from God. And so when I have that moment of hesitation, it's like, how could I not acknowledge him? And I feel like when you look at someone like Dave Ramsey or like you, obviously you're not, it's not, keeping you from being who you want to be. It's not keeping you from being successful. And yeah, maybe there are people here and there who are unfollowing or, or I don't like see them. You know what I mean? I don't even see them though. That's the truth of it all is like God sends the multitudes, you know, like there's my, my territory has been widened so tremendously that the people that fall off because they aren't here for the Jesus bomb, you know, like I don't even see them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know that they're there, you know? And at the end of the day, um, if you keep shining your light, eventually people turn around. Like, I got to tell you, um, you know, and to everyone who's listening, like I've had people that have literally said to me, when I first came in, I was put off and I was uncomfortable. But when I realized that this wasn't the type of Christianity I had been previously introduced to, Mm -hmm. meaning, you know, they've had experiences with man that weren't so positive, Mm -hmm. you know, and they were like, I just, I realized that you are truly teaching business. You truly care about people. You're truly just, you know, a regular person, but you're just speaking your truth. Like it was so refreshing that I picked up a Bible again, that I went to church again, that, and I realized I could have a relationship with him that was more in honest with my young self or my new self, you know, my older self. And I mean, it's just like stuff like that. Like, I mean, I can't even quantify, like I would trade in all my, all my millions for that. <laughs> Maybe like, cause that's what it's all about. It's just letting people know that, you know, you can, you can be the light and draw people to goodness. And, and even those people who don't, you know, end up finding Jesus or walking with Jesus, the fact that people are still able to say, it's just refreshing to be around someone who is just trying to be good every day. Like it makes me want to be good too. Like who isn't winning? You know what I mean? It's right. a positive thing, you know, it's a positive thing, but you got to give credit. You, you hear people, when you go up there and you accept your Oscar, do you get up there and you say to yourself, I'm so excited that I've done all this myself. Um, there was literally no one else involved in the making of this movie. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that I'm here to get like this award. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. We're so quick to give credit to our team, to everybody who was involved. Like, why would we have hesitation about giving credit to Christ if that is something we believe, right. if we actually believe that? Like, you should give credit to your whole entire team. And I do. And I, and I love that you, that you were very quick to say that. Like when we moved in, I absolutely, I did the same thing on our, our move in day post, you know, on social media where I definitely called out that, yeah, you know, I I consider myself really blessed because, you know, my family, um, you know, has, has all of this because Christ has 
chosen at this point in time. I'm just glad that everything aligned, you know, because right. this is what he has for us right now. Right. So. Well, and I think that when you're, you're giving so much to giving that light to others, then uh, like you're going to be blessed. That's just how it works. It's just the math of it all. So that's amazing. Okay. I have one last question for you. Yeah. 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 So if you were, you know, if this was all over tomorrow, what's your greatest hope that people who have followed you, people who have taken business advice from you and your girls, anybody who's been associated with you, what's your greatest hope that people, what, what do you hope people learned from you and that you like, what's the message that you feel like you want communicated most? If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. That's the, if there's anything else that people take from it, um, that is the big thing. And, and each of our blessings will look unique and each of our blessings will be different. And you want the version of greatness that God wants for you. That is, it's uniquely yours. So your blessing is not going to look like mine. You don't want my blessing because you also don't want my past because it was a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like you want, you want your journey. And that is, What's amazing is like, I mean, he does not build anything with the intent for it to fail and everything that he does ends up in good. So it's like, if he can do it for me, he can definitely do it for you. And that is, that is the truth. If he can do it for my babies, he can do it for you. And if he can do it for these, you know, boys in the cave, he can do it for you. And that's the only thing, if, if anyone could take anything from my life, I want them to know not to quit and to continue walking the journey, um, whether it's in faith, in business, in family, because if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. That is so powerful. I'm just feeling like every word that you're saying, it's just, I don't know, what a gift that you were here today and you could share this with me and share this with so many people who I know are going to listen to this and be inspired and hopefully just feel like they can be more authentic about who they really are and what they believe and tap into that light. So thank you so much, Thank you for having me, sweet friend, and the baby and all the good things. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, what a season for you. Oh. So many prayers, so excited, amazing things are happening. Thank you. And same to you. You enjoy that vacation. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow. Subscribe to our Apple Podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode.